0: What's up, Witty King? What's up, Witty Queen? It's your big brother, DeMont Pope, aka King Genesis, aka Mr. Purpose Over Pointless Excuses, and you are now tuned in to the King Speaks Podcast. Yeah! Hey, what's up with it, King? What's up with it, Queen? Y'all already know who it is. It's your big brother, DeMont Pope, a.k.a. Mr. Purpose Over Pointless Excuses. Look, I appreciate you for checking in today. Listen, I got another special guest for you. Hey, but remember, the whole purpose for this episode is to inspire, right, future business owners and entrepreneurs who uh, may want to step out. Right. But they are afraid of the risk or they may feel like they may not have the support or um, they, they may not have what it takes, so to speak. So I got a special guest here uh, that stopped through to add some value to you, to let you know um, that you can do the impossible, uh, to let you know that you can walk on purpose and live in purpose because purpose looks good on you. You dig what I'm saying? So, hey, look, without further delay, listen. I want to introduce to some and present, present to others, all right? My next level sis, all right? Why Renee Cooper? Yeah. What's going hey. on, sis? Say
1: what's up to the people. You did. Hey, y'all. Hey, big little brother. How you doing?
0: <laughs> what up, sis? I'm grateful and I'm doing well. Thank you for stopping yeah. by The kick Thank it. You, you for know having me. Look, Absolutely. I
1: appreciate it. You're amazing. Thank you Absolutely,
0: so much. man. And, and you are as well. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. look, 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 I know you already. So I know you. I know what you do. Um, I know what you stand for. I know what you're all about. Um, but listen, it's some people that's viewing or it's some people that's listening right now, and they may not know you. They 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 don't know you like I know you, right? So what I want you to do is if you could tell us, right, who is Y Renee Cooper, right? And what exactly is it that you do?
1: Oh wow. So uh, that's a trick question. So, you know, I usually <laughs> Ain't tell no so trick I, It is a trick question because <laughs> so you know, uh, I don't like to. I'm I'm somebody who don't like don't know myself. So um it's like kind of it's a it's a a loaded question because when I tell people like I ain't nobody mm-hmm. but I am somebody. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like I'm a little old nobody out here in this mm-hmm. in this big old world that's just trying to make a statement, trying to get people aware. One that they can come out of a place called stuck. So who is Y Renee? Y Renee is uh someone who in life has been through a lot. Um I don't look like what I've been through at all and I'm proud to say um, to your viewers um, and your following that I am 50 almost 51 years old wow. and definitely um, blessed with wonderful genes yeah. um, melanin always <laughs> and, uh, and just the fact being that I've been on this earth as long as I haven't endured the things that I've had that a lot of people that would have gone through what I've gone through in life probably would have tapped out years ago. And not saying that I haven't wanted to tap out, I have several occasions, but something inside, whether it be instinct, whether it be Holy Ghost, whether it be God, because I am a woman of great faith, is that um, it keeps me going because I like to see other people live their best lives. So if somebody can see what I've been through and understand that even though I've been through it, that um, they still can live their best life regardless Um, I have more, and the old saying is, I have more years behind me than I have in front of me. You know, really? um. So what I'm trying to do in these last years of all the years of me making mistakes and all the years of me not having myself focused or grounded, um, just trying to live out the best of my my last life, my last years um, mm-hmm. to the fullest. You know, mm-hmm. not trying to rely on somebody else's agenda, not trying to rely on um, what man thinks that we should be doing as far right. as um, working a nine-to-five, being entrepreneurs, um, or just being, I'm not knocking nine-to-five. Nine-to-fives are great. They they sustain us and they keep us going. But for those people who are pushing to try to get out and think that they have an idea, go for it. Even though your idea, idea may be similar to someone else's, the fact being is your tribe is going to be attracted to you. And just because it's the same doesn't mean it's the same. There's several books out there with the same title all the time. But something that is in one book will resonate to you than it will in another book. That's how I look at it. Amen. So I hope yeah. that answers your question because I'm yeah. I'm
0: like, yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay, I'm fucking
1: fresh. Like see, I'm going old school, like I'm telling my I am fresh, but you know.
0: It's all good. You doing we 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 got an understanding of who you are and, and and your perspective and where you're coming from, right? Um now let us know your area of expertise, your specialty, uh so to speak. What is it that you uh do right for uh the people um in your space?
1: Okay, so I am a uh motivational speaker slash life coach slash trauma recovery coach and what does that entail yeah um I took my my story and my pain and I turned it into purpose just like um mm. DeMond always say purpose over pointless
0: pointless excuses, excuses. yeah I see I got you bro
1: you thought <laughs> I didn't know it. it you thought I didn't know I it I, know. I see you I see you I see you so um, So, you know, I took my pain and I turned it into purpose. As hard as it was, as difficult as it has been, I just also realized that there was something that needed to be done. Because apparently if something happened to me, there are other people out there that may be struggling. Like I am trying to um, see that they can make or just to show them that they can make it through. Not necessarily, you know, but some people, you know, I'm I'm what I call an introvert extrovert. I can be outgoing, I can speak to people, and I can do whatever have you. However, when I go in my cave, I go in my cave. Mm, So what I've learned over the years is there are people out there that are like me, but if everybody is like me and they don't tell their story, then people stay in a place called stuck. Mm. So for me, I decided to take on, because of what my story is, uh, to take on the hat of letting people know that it's okay not to be okay. And mm. even in the midst of you not being okay, that there's still a way out and there's something you can do about it. You don't have to stay in a place called stuck. Wait, so- sis.
0: Wait, <laughs> you said we got to run it back. You said it's okay, right? To not be okay, right? So for yes. so those who going through some rough things, right? Who've experienced some things that kind of got them shook, right? Um, yes. It's okay for them to feel how they feel. It's okay for them to um, experience basically uh, what they're experiencing, right?
1: Yes. I tell people all the time, sometimes we have to embrace the, the, the bad things, the, the, the trying things, the tests that we're going through, you know, again, Mm -hmm. being a woman of great faith, we all know people that believe know that test just turned into testimony so mm-hmm. even though it may be difficult we have to embrace those bad parts to help us get through to the next so i tell people you know your feelings are your feelings so yes. i'll use an example dema i offended you in some shape form or fashion i talked about your kids i talked about your your good thing your wife or whatever had you and because we have a relationship you should be able to come and tell me mm-hmm. you know sis, whatever you said it offended me it hurt me whatever had you now mind you people that are in their own feelings who always feel um, self-righteous and things like that they'll mm-hmm. blow it off and be like yeah okay you know what i'm sorry but and not really mean it me on the other hand what i help people understand is whatever you're feeling it's okay not to feel okay about it because they're your feelings mm-hmm. you have to deal with those feelings i don't understand how you feel and only because you convey to me how you feel however I understand that something's bothering you. And if I love you the way I say I love you, I'm going to be concerned. I can't change the way you feel. I can't even necessarily take back what I said. I can own yeah. up to what I said and apologize to you from from a place of real love and hopefully you'll receive it. Yeah. But at the same time too, you got to own to the fact that what I said, it, it pierced you in such a way. Why did it pierce you so bad? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it something that, you know, was it self-reflecting? Was it something that I pointed out that may have been, um, that may have been true that you didn't want to accept may, you know, something like that. So when I say it's okay, not to be okay, we have to take all of that stuff in and self-evaluate to where we are and say, okay, you know, at this point in time in my life, I can't be out in front of people because right now I'm going to spew blood all over them. Or I can't be out in front of them because my, my tongue may cut because, you know, this this thing right here is dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous. It, it, it has more power than the average fist Absolutely. because words hurt more than than actual punches do most yeah. times. So we have to be careful when we say this. But when we even talk to ourselves, when we talk about um, affirmations and we're talking about doing stuff for ourselves. We have to understand that there are days that every day is not going to be roses and candy and candy those days it's okay to feel the way you feel just embrace it but don't stay there Mm. just don't stay there so that's what i mean by i say it's okay not to be okay
0: all right i like it i like it i like it listen 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 if you're getting value so far from why Renee Cooper, right? If you're getting value from yours truly, Demont Pope, listen, I need you to hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Um, if you're getting value, hit the thumbs up, man. Hit the thumbs up, hit the like, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, share this uh, to anybody who you feel may need to hear what's being said, all right? Now, um, back to you, why Renee Cooper, I right, sis? So check it out now. I heard you saying uh, coach, right? I heard you saying speaker, Right. I heard you saying um, recovery. Right. I heard you saying these words. Now, let me ask you this. Um, did you always want to be a coach slash Man. speaker? Like, nope. did it just come out the blue or, or, or was that something you already knew as a little bitty girl?
1: No, it was not. Uh, like I said, I'm a people person. I've I, Before my incident, I'll explain my incident to your your listening audience briefly. Um, before my incident, I never made a strength. Ever like okay. I'm the friendliest person, knowing I guess back then I would say that I was an extrovert, really like outgoing, um, life of the party, would talk to anybody and everything all mm-hmm. the time. So um, what happened to me was um, I survived 15 years of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I survived four suicide attempts on my life, and I also yeah. survived being gunned down in front of my home. Actually, has now been 13 years mm-hmm. that I was shot four times in my lower back, and um, I believe that someone that I deemed well, forget it. It was the, at the time it was my spouse and I thought he loved me. I thought he cared about me. I thought that, you know, that we would be, it was forever. But again, he was the same person that was abusing me. I believe that he sent someone to assassinate me. However, thank God I'm here talking before you. So it did wow. not work. Um, so what happened was after all that happened, I also lost a girlfriend to domestic violence. She was um, shot and killed by her children's father. And, mm. um, after, like, after I got shot, nobody really knew I was abused until my ex-husband started telling the story because he thought that was a way to tell people he was trying to get help. He wanted me to come back. So he admitted to some of his faults, but I had never told anybody I was abused. So now he opened this door and everybody's asking me all these questions. Why? Why did you talk to us? Why this, that and the other? So of course I went and got counseling. I went to a couple of different um, domestic violence agencies in this area and, got knowledge, got know-how, got the help I needed. But my friend's sister decided to do a domestic violence walk in her honor about maybe six years after I had been shot. Mm. And so that was the first time I actually shared my story of surviving domestic abuse. Mm. From that, I posted it on Facebook. I posted it on YouTube. And, between, and like set, within 72 hours, I had anywhere between five and 7,000 views between the wow. two platforms. People began to congratulate me on being a survivor. Some people inboxed me asked me, how did I do it? Where did I find the strength from? And I felt like these people needed help. Now, mind you, again, being in myself, I was like, nope, I'm not doing nothing. Mm. Yeah, this is what I did. God bless you. I'm going to pray for you and keep it moving. My best friends who are pastors, um, they tricked me they took me out to lunch one day and we were sitting there talking and we were just catching up because we hadn't been around each other in a while and uh all of a sudden the, the conversation shifted and they said okay so what you about to do I'm like what am i doing what you got all these people that's following you you need to come up with something and i'm like i'm not coming up with nothing and i mean i was being really really rebellious but in that conversation uh my not-for-profit organization for my voice matters was formed and um I hit the ground running. I didn't become a 501c3 till, uh November of 2018. No, the, the organization started in 2015. Mm-hmm. So I didn't become a non-for-profit until 18 because I was really technically just bringing about awareness. I wasn't even okay. trying to necessarily have a national hotline i wasn't trying to do a shelter i wasn't trying to do all that stuff what i was doing was just making people aware of what was going on yeah. uh, the suicide part i didn't start talking about that until i lost a loved one a very close young lady um, who was going to be my phone daughter um she committed suicide in 2018 and with the blessing of her father and her older sister i branched off a part of my organization for her so what happened from that was it just kind of grew and then I wrote a book and I went on tour with the book Cause and I went on tour with the it was a speaking tour. Okay, I went on tour with the thought process of um, I wanted to get my organization name out there. So I could get the funding that I needed for other things I wanted to do. So I've started Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Initiative, which basically means that anybody who wants to relocate from one city to another within their local city because they need to move out immediately, if you're in a emergency situation, got to go, I would hopefully have the funds to actually either get your moving van, buy you a a plane Mm ticket, help you and your kids relocate, get you to other cities. And when you got to that city, I would have the resources to connect you with. So you would be able to find housing, find a job, find schooling. So those were my plans for the organization. So in this tour that I did in 2019, my best friend, again, and pastor said, you got to take something with you. You can't just go out here and have nothing when you're speaking. Mm -hmm. So that's how Assassination Avoided Destiny to was birthed. That's my, my first baby, my book. It was, um, uh, published three years ago. Now, yesterday, as a matter of fact, it made on the 17th of January, I it made mean. three years old. And, <laughs> um, and I'm just amazed that in the three years would have happened. So, you know, I, I started looking at different things. People started calling me to their platforms and asking me to speak and share my story. So I had, um, something I'm not going to really discuss on your podcast, but I had something uh, traumatic happen to me as far okay. as the workplace is concerned. And it's over a year now. Okay. And it made me sit back and kind of realize, man, I'm not living in my full purpose because I'm stuck at this nine to five. I'm not living in my full purpose because I got to go and work for somebody else, do these 40 hours uh, for four, for a 40, 40 years or whatever have you make, such an amount of money that Uncle Sam's still going to take 33% of it. <laughs> I can't write nothing off because I'm working for them. And, I, and I'm never going to be the president of this company. Mm. I'm never going, it's not my baby. It's not. And even if I became a president, I'm not the owner. So there's always going to be something over my head that's mm. going to tell me I can only go to this part of the ceiling. Gotcha. I can't go no further at any given time because, you know, it's political at anybody's business. Once you're not doing a certain amount of numbers, once you get comfortable, if you're not doing enough to where you can stay there and retire from it what happens is your your livelihood and your life is in their hands. So one day they can just come in and say, you know what, this ain't working for us no more. Here's your pink slip. Absolutely.
0: I've been I now. want the <laughs> feeling over my head
1: to be open. I want, you yeah. know, I want this, the sky. is, the, I want the galaxy to be the limit. Not even mm-hmm. the sky. I want the galaxy to be the limit. I want to be able to reach up and do whatever have you. When somebody calls me because they need me to help them come out of a situation, I want to be available. I don't want to tell you, okay, so my calendar's not open until so I get off work at 4. Mm-hmm. And then at four o'clock something happened where i can't leave because i'm in a management position and i gotta call something out now i gotta call the person who really needs me to say hey i know you need me but can we push this back two hours because i'm stuck at work no that ain't what this is about right on and so for me um, the reason why I got into it, I was kind of forced into it. Like, you know, sometimes God, when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or what he's called you to do, he'll mm-hmm. pull the rug from un- underneath you and you could go through, you could fight, kick. Cause I'm still, let me just be real. I'm still fighting, kicking and screaming. Okay. I'm still acting a total kid. I'm like, really like God, <laughs> for real. this ain't what I want to do. It costs it cost too much sometimes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It costs relationships that you, that may not be good for you, but you feel yeah. like they're
0: good. Yeah, great. talk, talk, it talk about that. You,
1: It causes you, um, like, coming out of your comfort zone. When you used to getting that paycheck every two weeks, when you used to, you know, you know this is going to come, you know your insurance cover, you know if nothing else, because I went to work on these days, they got to pay me this amount of money. When you go into entrepreneurship, you got to hustle a lot more. You got to do stuff. You got to make sure that things are going, because this is now your livelihood. You got rent and light pay. That stuff ain't going away. I want residual income like I got residual bills.
0: Mm, that's it come on now you just said something like (laughs) that
1: so if i got residual now i gotta work harder again yeah i could take some time off i could travel like i want to i could make my own schedule but at the same time too i still have to make sure that i'm taking care of now god is my ultimate source and i feel like this that if god put me in it he going to take me through it and he going to do everything he has to do to provide, to make sure I have everything I need. I just have to trust in him and relax and let him be God. That's what we as humans have a hard time doing. We don't see stuff in front of us. We somebody that's tangible. We got to see and make sure it happen, and not just realize that God is God and let God be God and just pray through and just remind him of his word, because in his word, he promises us so much that he has to come through in the midst of it. And I'm speaking to myself right now, because there's many times I'll fall back and I'll be like, God, I ain't seeing it. And I just have to remind myself. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is my favorite scripture. Mm-hmm. and it says trust in the lord with all thy heart lead not unto our understanding and not him in all of our ways and he'll and direct, he our direct our
0: path. your path that's right that's and, right so take it right so mm-hmm. basically you 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 got into the coaching and speaking basically it was birthed through the struggle it It was birthed it was you was pushed you was forced you and you still kicking and screaming like a kid about it because it costs too much right but 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 the cost right of it is 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 it worth it when you when you see um that that your struggle and your story has has inspired and motivated or coached someone through a rough situation um is, is there a level of fulfillment there right
1: Yes, most definitely. I'll use an example. And I know because I can run my mouth, so I'm going to let you take your interview back over. However, <laughs> um, they, uh, they're, okay, so you know that you were a part of my Level Up tour. And again, I'm going right. to openly, uh, to your right. platform, thank right. you openly for for blessing me by being on there.
0: Thank you for that so, opportunity.
1: Of course. So um, there was a young lady who happened to be there in the room in Atlanta. Um, I knew her through my girlfriend who came down with me from Chicago to support. And she kept saying, I want this girl to be in a room. I think she really needs to be here. She just relocated down here. She's going through some stuff. I need her to be in a room. And I said, okay, you know, no problem. Let's, uh, you know, she's like, no, I'm gonna buy her ticket. I just want to make sure she said I said, okay, well, you know what? No problem. She has stuff to be in. I allowed her to be in without even charging. I'm just trying to be a blessing. Yeah. So she was in the room. She got value from all five speakers. She was, but she came up to me afterwards. And this is what she said. She said, I didn't realize who you were at first. And I was like, you know, I'm thinking like, what what you mean? You see me on Facebook? You know, what's that mean? She said, no. She was like, you spoke at my cousin's event in Chicago about two, three years ago. And I said, okay. She was like, it was called Rated R because it was a youth event. These were for kids that were like 13 to 22. And I said, okay, she said, your story has resonated with me for the last three years. She was like so much so that when I moved to Atlanta, and I found myself in an abusive relationship, I kicked him out the house because your story resonated in my mind. Mm. When I say I literally broke down in tears, because again, sometimes, especially being in the space that I'm in, now let's just say, I I love all cultures. I love all motivational speakers, but because of my story and my niche and what I've been through and how I tell my story, a lot of people, as much as they may want to come forth and tell their story, a lot of people are either fearful, embarrassed, don't want to talk about it because they're still trying to process themselves through it or whatever have you. They don't know how to deal with it. So... I don't know a lot of times right. who I may or may not be helping mm-hmm. when I do a Facebook live, when I do an interview mm-hmm. like this, you know, right. you may have people that are listening right now. They're listening to my story. They go get help, but they may never come back and say nothing to my Pope. They may, never make connect with me to let me know. So right. when she did that to me, it resonated something in me. As many times as I say, and I tell my friends all the time and they laugh at me because they, they say, yeah, I can't, I'll say I quit in a heartbeat. Like I ain't doing this more. I'm over it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I quit. And, Somebody like that will come back and say what I did. And I think that's God's way of reminding me, you're not in this by yourself. I got you. And you, you're doing this for a reason. And it's not about you. That's why I started pinning my name while I too. It was a book writing. I took it. I, I was following again, you know. Flattery is the best, or imitation is the best form of flattery. So, my best friend, she pins her name, it's her first initial, her middle name for all of her books and coaching. I started doing it because my first name is actually Yolanda. My mother never called me Yolanda. I think I can count on one hand how many times in the 40 some years that she was on this earth with me, she called me by my first name. right So, why Renee became my pen name? Because everybody calls me Renee. However, within the last couple years, it's defined me because a lot of people, when we get into these coaching spaces, when we get into these entrepreneurial spaces, one of the things coaches will tell you or people of influence will say, what is your why? Hmm. Find your why. Why are you doing this? So again, yeah. that's part of my, my my mantle now is why? why did Why am I here for such a time as this? Why am I here to help you? Why is it important that I'm just somebody who you've probably never seen before. But why is it important that you tune in and listen to me? Because there's something that I'm going to have to help you understand that I don't care what adversity comes your way. Mm-hmm. Your trauma is going to be different from mine. Your situation is going to be different mine. It could be bigger. It could be smaller. It doesn't matter. The same thing, it applies. It's a situation and you cannot stay stuck and you have to get past it. That's right.
0: That's right.
1: So that's, right. that's what I get now from doing it, even though there's many times I do. I'm being transparent. I want to throw it yeah. in the towel. I get frustrated. I don't have the as much value as I know. I ask people, like people, especially next level family. They always come to me and they encourage me, talking about, "Oh my God, sis! Every time you speak, I feel this and the other." I get it now. Trying to find my tribe to be attracted to me, so I could really get the people they help. And another problem with coaching is, and I'm pretty sure you've come to this part too. The mind, we understand our value now. But when we're dealing with the outside world, other people look at us and be like, Well, why I gotta pay for that? Why I gotta yeah. do this? Stuff yeah, see,
0: others? see now you're getting into my next question. So before <laughs> you get into that, let me pause you so I can yes. ask the question, right? All right. Yes. So 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 now we know that 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 you were forced into it, you were thrown into it, and then we we realize the level of fulfillment and the satisfaction that come from it, even though it's still hard to endure, right? Yes. It's sometimes your purpose is difficult, right? Sometimes you gotta go through the sweat. Sometimes you gotta go through the hard work. Sometimes, right, it gotta hurt before it works. You get where I'm coming from. So that's good to put that on the shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. It gotta hurt before it works. Don't y'all steal that from me, man. That's mine. I said it right. It's recorded. Now, check this out, right? So, so tell me, right, what is one of your biggest failures, or what is your biggest failure, and what did you learn from that experience? Since we on the tip of talking about challenges and Uh, obstacles.
1: My my biggest failure in life, or pertaining to the business,
0: pertaining to the business,
1: okay. or professionally, okay. it, it, I mean, or well, personally, whichever big, one well, can I would give say, more value to the list. You know what? It probably crosses over. My biggest failure is not believing in myself enough, mm, and that could be applied to life. That can apply to life, and that can apply to business. Come on. So in life, I didn't believe in myself enough to to know my worth, to understand I deserve better than being abused by a man who claimed mm. he loved. Me. I didn't understand my value to know that, you know, God made me, I was fearfully and wonderfully made, and I didn't have to deal with that relationship or any other relationship that has come before or followed negatively. Mm-hmm. Shameless plug. That's how my, uh, my second book was birthed. When did I stop loving you? It's a journey of me learning to love myself again, which is huge in mm-hmm. anything that we do in life. If we don't learn to love ourselves, we allow different things to creep into our mindset Mm. to deter us or make us feel some kind of way or make us feel like we're constantly going to be failures. Mm. My biggest takeaway this the last two years has been this, as far as myself is concerned. If I attempted to take my own life four times Mm. and I failed, miserably, terribly, I I, I flubbed that up because I'm still here talking, breathing, laughing and joking with you. And then somebody had the audacity, now my ex-husband, I have to put that out there again, I just believe he has something to do with it. Somebody had the audacity to come to my parents' home, wait for me to get home from church, get out of there, come from behind a tree after I get out of my vehicle, stand in front of me, call me on my name, point their pistol at me, shoot me four times and walk away and I'm still here? then there's absolutely nothing my mind, my mind should say that I, not that I'm superwoman, I just, that's just my superpower. However, if nothing in my mind should keep me back from saying that I'm not good enough to be here. I'm not good enough to succeed. I'm not good enough to have the things I want. So now when it comes over to the business side, I'm speaking these affirmations, I'm believing it. The hardest thing to do is to find your tribe. And when I say that is this, there are people who are around you all the time. And, you know, your biggest support system, unfortunately, should come from your family and friends because they know you and they know you're serious and they actually walk some of your some of your journey with you. However, those are the ones that's less likely to support you, which hurts the most, which sometimes make us feel like, well, man, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. If my own family and friends don't support me, why, should, why am I doing this? Because there's somebody out there who needs you that's not connected to you the people that are connected to us take us for granted the people that take that that are connected to us take us to a point whereas it's like um they they just kind of shun us away and then also like the people that you help you know you got value you, you making up courses you you giving out good content and then they come to you and ask you for some advice and then you start telling them well you know what i ain't trying to be funny but now this is cutting into my time my time is valuable these are my prices to actually help you through this now they don't want to pay you they want to suck the life out of you like a like a leash but they don't want to actually pay for the value, but they know that they're going to take that information and it's going to be something that's going to be transformational in their life.
0: Mm-hmm. So 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 you would say not believing in yourself is 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 your biggest failure. Right. And, and one of the biggest challenges is basically not believing in myself. There it is. There it is. There it is. All right. So listen, listen, listen. Again, if y'all getting value um, from why Renee Cooper, um, if you're getting value from yours truly, DeMont Pope, make sure you hit that subscribe, Um, hit the notification bell. So, you know, every time we release a new content, also do me a favor, hit the thumbs up. If you're getting value from it, Um, like it, share it, do whatever you got to do to let your people know, and also uh, continue to keep yourself informed. All right. Now, next question, why Renee, tell me right about since we know about the challenges of people, right, kind of in a way kind of taking advantage of the gift or taking the kindness for granted and not really realizing the value. So you have to know the value of your time, and your gift, um, your product or your services that you're bringing uh, to the world and how um, much. Of it that you can give away because it's important to give away you have to give away you have to give away now let me ask you this tell me um, about the three most influential people in your life right and how they have impacted you right um
1: i'm trying to get emotional because i'll be a pump can't be a pump (laughs) video um the first person will definitely be my mom Uh. um my mom left me it'll be five years in march and she was like my biggest cheerleader when i say everything in life that i've ever done again i'm trying to be emotional um she was there like if i was a cheerleader she was my coach if i was softball she was my coach so to her not to be here to see everything that's transforming or transpiring now for me has been difficult even though i know she's here or Mm -hmm. i feel she's here you know it's just different to have the present so okay um the second person would probably be um my spiritual mom, who yeah. is, her name is Faye Watkins. Watkins. Um, the same year that I got shot was the same year that she lost her, her husband to a massive stroke. So we kind of like journeyed through a lot of stuff together, but she's also been someone who's prayed me through, who's taught me how to pray effectively, who's mm-hmm. uh, helped me with my, my relationship with God to a certain, you know, to get to a certain level, even though there's levels to this, just like there's <laughs> levels to life as well. uh, she's somebody who is like like grew me in like prayer and things of that nature uh, my last would be my best friend and one of my life coaches and my pastor friend Kay Monique she's amazing she's an amazing uh, book coach she's an amazing spiritual leader she's an amazing just all-around woman and her testimony is amazing as well and her and her husband together because they are one Um, that's why I say they're both my best friends Um, he's somebody who is um, one of the male people that I look up to, so that's four, but I count them as Not one. Sure. Um, but because he's so he's so um, he's so full of wisdom and uh, wise beyond his years. And the funny part is that we've known each other for twenty years, uh, twenty plus years now. But okay. they're both relatively younger than me. But again, age really doesn't make a difference because they're, they're wise beyond for years and they've given so much value. They've been such a support system to me. Like how many people you know when you're going through a divorce or you going through whatever you have, you are willing to take you to court because you can't drive yourself. Mm-hmm. Like these people literally got up out their bed to take me to, to doctor sessions when my doctor appointments, my mom couldn't take me. Mm-hmm. Um, they took me to every court, they were there in the courtroom with me every time I had to go to court pertaining to my divorce with my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I call them now, if like I get triggered by something because I had to, I, I still live in the area where um, I was shot at. So if I get triggered by something, and sometimes I just can't pull myself back in quick enough. I can call them and they Johnny on the spot, like they'll mm-hmm. just drop everything they're doing and they'll come to me. They, they're, they have been more than family has been to me. And I'm not saying that against any of my family who may be listening because my, I don't have family that's really located around me. But for somebody to not be blood related to me, um, they've spoke volumes. So um, those are the three top influential people. But as you know, DeMond, right. when we go through this thing called life, <laughs> um, different people come in your life for different right. reasons during different seasons. So the That's saying right. goes, a reason, a season, a lifetime. I believe the three that I've named have been lifetime people. Okay. My mom, until she, till she um, expired. Miss Faye is not going nowhere until Mm -hmm. God decides to call her home and neither are my two besties. But there are other people who have been influential in my life that have just come through, you know, whether it be a year, whether it be three years, whether it be, you know, 10, 12 years and we're just not connected anymore. It doesn't mean that if I I won't reconnect with them and they haven't added value to my life, but you ask for those people. And those are the people that I believe because their lifetime and not Mm -hmm. seasonal are the most influential.
0: Got you, got you. So so basically we're going to highlight the fact that it's important to value the relationships that you have, because um, we knew that you 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 had that support that was always there. Uh, from mom and, and and whatever you was doing, um, it's important to have that stability, and it's okay because uh, that's an emotional situation. Now, it, it, it's just being real, and, and see, that's the thing. See, society or the culture, right, gives us a description of what being hard is supposed to be like. It's okay
1: and, not to be
0: okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. You see what I'm saying? And this is, and I'm liking the transparency here so that people can see and actually walk through this process to know that just like you are still journey in through this process, right? They can get through the process. I know what it's like to lose somebody. You know what I'm saying? See, I lost my little one in my hands. You know what I'm saying? My son took his last breath and I'm grateful because I still have five children here and that's a, and that's a blessing and an honor. That ain't what we here to talk about. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if that's going to make it to the episode, but anyway, don't make it to the episode. Listen, listen,
1: you being transparent. <laughs>
0: too. Listen, listen, this is what I want to know, right? So, okay. So, the, the support from mom was there. And then there was another relationship that was forged because of the grief that the two of you had experienced and you were able to connect from a pain point and you were able to journey through the healing process together to become a support system for one another. And then uh, the support from a married couple, right? Who balanced out one another as well as balancing out and pouring into you. And then you recognize that there are other people who play significant role, but I only asked for three. so. You You only gave me three, and that's what we're doing right now. we sticking to, you know what I'm saying, the outline. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's what we're doing, but it's cool because listen, now what I want to know is this why, Renee, what, right, is what do people misunderstand about you the most, right? Because I ask a lot of my guests similar questions and some of the same questions because, you know, sometimes you got to ask multiple people the same question right to get different perspectives different points of view right and different understanding so i'm gonna ask you that right let me know what it is or let us know what it is that people misunderstand the most about you be it personal be it business however it is that it can be a blessing or a value to these people that need to know
1: um it could be this can travel into personal and business, because sometimes, unfortunately, those lines cross, especially if you're trying to do business with people that you're in relationships with, mm. period. Um, so for me, what i most misunderstood about is, even though I'm joking, even though I kid a lot, um, sometimes I don't think people take my business seriously, or if I drop the ball on something, um, I get penalized for it. So then when I, and then when people critique me or criticize me or um do something to you know just what's the best word to say I guess to kind of like um judge me or something like that and then I I hear what you say and I take it in Mm -hmm. and I process it and then when I come back at you more stern the way you, cause you said I was too playful at one point in time, or you said I handled you the wrong way, or I wasn't something or another, whatever it is, whether it's I'm too playful, I'm too stern, whatever have you, i take all the information that you give me, I process it. And when I come back, uh, sometimes I tend to be a little bit more harsh than what I was at first, because now I feel like, um, not like you kind of pushed me in a corner. But I got to show you that, you know, I ain't, I'm not necessarily played with. I did what you <laughs> said. I understood what you said. But now I'm processing it. And then sometimes when I come back, people don't like the way I come back. Okay. And it's nothing personal. And I just really tell the people who have been close to me, who know me, or even if you don't necessarily know me, that's why I tell people all the time. And I hope if you don't take nothing away from this entire interview, in any relationship, you have to have um communication mm, there it is. sometimes the conversations have to be difficult sometimes they can be easy the difficult conversations is what we don't want to usually have because we feel like we might offend somebody it might hurt somebody's feelings but i just really believe that in any relationship that in um in any relationship that when you have to have those difficult conversations mm-hmm. If I offend you, because we're adults, you should be able to come back and say, you know what, I don't know, you may have not, I'm hoping you didn't say that, mean that the way you said it, but this is what I took from it. Mm -hmm. And in that, you offended me. Mm -hmm. You made me, you know, you made me feel some kind of way. Again, like I said earlier, they're your feelings. I'm not going to, if I'm, if I'm respectful of you as a person, if I have a relationship with you, whether it's business relationship, personal relationship, if I have a relationship with you, then I should be okay enough to tell you, hey, this is what I meant by, if it offended you, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, however, and I'm not, and see, this is why I use the word however, as opposed to but, because but, negates everything you said before if i put a but after something that means i don't mean nothing this is what i've learned. i don't mean nothing what i said before if somebody comes you say i love you but you did this that and the other then your love is your love is uh, is conditional as opposed to unconditional that's the best example i can give you but if i tell you i love you however when you do this this that and the other it offends me it's the i love you still stands
0: Okay then but on, you Keith. have
1: these points after the however to let you know that this is why this is why I feel the way I feel yeah. so I take that information and then I process that information and I come back to you with a solution yeah. And it's okay also to agree not to disagree because we're not always gonna agree on everything but we have to have an understanding that in mm-hmm. relationships that that's bound to happen that's you correct. just have to understand to come to a happy medium and still be respectful of your space respectful of each other, and just understand that things in life happen and everybody's not going to agree.
0: Dig it, dig it, dig it. Listen, 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 listen. Thank you. Thank you so much, y Renee, um, for your time. Before we get up out of here, right, like, before we get out of here, I got another question for you. But before we get out of here, let the people know where they can find you, like, what's going on next with y Renee Cooper, like, the social media handles, the website, like, give them what you got. Go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, on social media, I'm basically – all oh, why renee cooper on any social media platform or you can look up renee cooper and that's r-e-n-a as you see on the screen it's r-e-n-a with an accent it's not r-e-n-e-e um uh, but anything why renee cooper you should be able to look me up um what i got coming up huh, i'm supposed to be going to paris france Come in on march now.
0: Come however on. Talk about it. Oh. for a
1: speaking engagement however uh-huh and I didn't put butt there because it's still up in the air. The reason uh-huh. why I say however is because apparently, um, Damon, I'm not gonna say it's your family member, but I feel like there's something that you know did your auntie Rona.
0: Your cousin,
1: your cousin COVID, whoever, yeah, yeah. they no, um,
0: no relation. <laughs> tripping.
1: They tripping. And I'm gonna say this, and hopefully, you know, you'll still get your viewers. I just really feel like um we're back in um the civil civil rights movement of segregation and um and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Segregation and um, oh, where they're trying to separate us from, like, for instance, here in Chicago, I don't know. I know it's probably not in Atlanta, but here in Chicago and in the Cook County area,
0: mm-hmm. they're
1: saying if you don't have a vaccination card, you can't get into certain restaurants. Mm-hmm. Why you segregating me from my people? Why you segregating me from not being able to eat? Why you I mean I can go in and take it out, but if I want a dining experience, now I'm being, you know, looked upon and shunned. So that's a whole nother thing. But anyway, yeah. going overseas may be a little difficult. So I'm kind of weighing my options. I, I have until the um, I have until like sometime in February before I make up my final decision whether or not I'm actually going, but that's what I'm doing there. Okay. Um, people like yourself and other people who were part of the level up tour or who um actually um we're actually in the audience of the level of tour have been um kind of commissioning commissioning me or pushing me yeah, to yeah. do another tour this year yeah, even yeah. though we're already in the first quarter delayed is not denied i have That's not right. quite decided if i'm going to do it i may just do one city and the city that showed me the most love unfortunately was not even my home city wow. it was atlanta so hey,
0: time. <laughs> oh my fault yeah. my fault wait <laughs> hey you know you know, A-Town, hold on. You're, oh, okay. So go ahead and
1: give it. Go ahead and give it. Give yeah, all yeah, A-Town Because yeah, yeah. I, I got to give A-Town love, too. I appreciate you all. So if I do do another um, level up, it might just be a city, which would probably be Atlanta. And the platform for um, level up is this. A lot of us are out here trying to get our stories and get a platform. And don't get me wrong. I want to be paid because I know what I do add adds value to anywhere I go. However... um there are times that some of us are not known and we won't be known unless someone gives us an opportunity. So I believe that's one of the reasons why Level Up was created. It was actually uh, me and some female friends of mine who wanted to give people an opportunity or I wanted to give people an opportunity to speak. And I also wanted males on my platform, however. No, I think males felt like it was women empowerment, which it was not. It was just empowerment over broad broads. Well, so again, thank you for gracing my platform in Atlanta. Let yeah, me know
0: that you do this too. You scared, <laughs> scared. That's
1: right. Yeah. And, um, other than that, um, I'm working on another book. Um I'm slow dragging it. Okay. But um I am working on another book and that's really about it and just um open to whatever things um, are coming my way. I'm supposed to be I'll get let you all in on a little secret. I'm supposed to be featured on the cover of a magazine in March, so we'll Okay. See
0: how, how yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations in advance. So, you, so you. you got, you got quite a few things going on. So we grateful for you stopping through spending time with us. Now, before you get out of here, right, I need you to tell, um, give me one piece of advice that you would give to somebody um, that's starting out in your particular field of coaching or who want to do this thing we do call motivational speaking, inspirational speaking. Um, what one piece of advice would you give that person? Don't stop. Mm, two um, words, strong. T- don't mm. stop.
1: And because what will happen is we will get discouraged in this journey. I mean, I'm quite sure Demont Absolutely. you shared with your audience before, and if you're not, um, I'm quite sure you can. You know, again, finding your tribe, uh, finding the people that will that that you know that we know within ourselves most definitely that we know we can add value to your your corporation meetings, your um, schools, mm-hmm. your colleges. Your events your whatever it is, we know that we can add value and just to be to get people to understand that we do and then also want to tap in and pay us what we're actually worth mm-hmm. again, this is not something that we're doing just for for kicks and giggles. I mean right. those people out there who are doing it for fun, God bless you, mm-hmm. however, because I take this very seriously and because this is something that I want to do because again. Mm-hmm. I can't help the people I help working a nine to five. So that means that I need yeah. to find something that's going to take care of what I need to take care of. Right. And so in the midst of it being frustrated, in the midst of me saying I want to quit all the time, um, I my real thing is just don't stop. Um, you got to one. of the, I did a real this year. Right. Like three days before the end of the year. And on the reel, I basically said, even though we got three days left in this year, don't take your foot up off the gas. Mm -hmm. That goes without saying all throughout the year. You know, you can slow down and like look at scenery for a minute, but never take your foot up off the gas. Your foot is still on the accelerator. You just, Mm -hmm. you just slowed your speed down. And then those times when you need to speed up, speed up. But when those times you need to relax and just take a moment to breathe, slow down, just Mm -hmm. never hit the brake, never stop.
0: That's it. That's it. That's it. Look, man, again, thank you so much, sis. I really appreciate you stopping through, man. Again, my
1: honor. My pleasure.
0: Listen, man, again, if y'all got value, you know what I'm about to say. Notification bell, subscribe, like it, thumbs up, right? You know what I'm saying? Share it, do whatever you have to do to stay plugged in to your boy. It's your big brother, Demont Pope, right? That's your big sis. Y Renee Cooper, right? Thank you for staying tuned in. I appreciate Ethan F. Each and every one of you will be back next week. Until then, hey, purpose over pointless excuses, because purpose looks good on you. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I need your help. If you've been enjoying the King Speaks podcast, then I need for you to go ahead and click the support option to support this podcast with a monthly donation as little as 99 cents to help sustain future episodes. What's happening, King? What's happening, Queen? I want to thank you for taking time to listen in. That's going to be a wrap for this episode. Hey, listen. Gravity and negative energy is always at work to pull you down. That's why on the King Speaks podcast, we don't say hold it down. We say hold it up now. So until next week, hold it up, King. Hold it up, Queen. Go in peace.